Welcome to a very special episode of Girls and Co. Taylor sitting at the desk with me. Sam's on vacation, and Maddie Mass is our producer. Welcome, Maddie. Thank you. Yay. I'm producing. You're producing. You're in Taylor's spot, and she feels so awkward and uncomfortable in this seat. This just doesn't feel right to me. I feel so exposed out here in the open at you, the table. You have a big camera. Like, it's full yeah. screen. I don't want to look over there. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. All right. Well, got to start off how we always start off. How was your weekend? Oh, wait. We were all together. The whole weekend. <laughs> Taylor, what was your take on the floorball weekend, warehouse weekend? I feel like all of us had a very different experience. I love floorball. As I a spectator too. in the warehouse, that's the best thing to watch. It's nonstop action. It's like there's no chance to get sleepy on the bleachers. Mm -hmm. Like there's just no downtime. In fact, sometimes we were too locked in to where everyone was like, hey, we got to clap and cheer. Like people are playing. Agreed. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely love floorball. All the people we brought in were so nice, so mm -hmm. fun, like such good people. Once again, added like a bunch new friends to the fam. So yeah, I loved it. Maddie, what about you? You had a very important role this weekend. Yep, main camera. Um, it was great. Uh, Tech-wise, everything went as smooth as it's ever been, um, which is really nice to see. And then, I mean, specifically for me, I had a good time up on the thing. My leg's still sore because <laughs> I was standing on a ladder the whole time. And so it's like <laughs> one leg up, one leg down. And I would switch every so often throughout the game. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. The only stressful part was when – uh, play would happen right beneath me mm -hmm. and I couldn't see, um, which we knew was going to be a problem going in and problem used lightly, but I would just wait. And the second out of the corner of my eye, I saw the ball pop out and be like, <laughs> 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 yeah, like you didn't know which way it was going to go. Like no, there were a few times I got tricked and I got <laughs> fun of a little on the headset. Like, oh, I always forget you guys are on comms. So you the can comms world is so different. Yeah. It's, it's a like completely different world. What happens on comms stays on comms. We don't speak about it. It's Are you on a comms? lot of jokes. I'm not. Every now and then they'll I'll get put on that feed and like the first time I ever went out game one, when I went out in between period one and two, I had everyone in my ear. And it was an accident. Mikey was like, I'm so sorry. But I had Rose. Pavel, Dan, like ref Dan, I had audio, I had random comms all at once. And I'm like, so tell me about the game. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, comms world every now and then when I like get put in, I'm like. <sighs> yeah, it's fun. It's 60% it's technical directing and 40% making fun of people. Mm -hmm. Yes. I remember like when I was with the D-backs and we were on field pregame, like the comms were just going crazy about like Anthem, mm -hmm. like first pitch, like, you know, they're all talking to each other, the whole ballpark. Cause they're all, it's all the camera people. Yeah. It's everyone. And they're all on comms together. And they would just be walking by, like I'd be walking by someone on the field and they'd be having a completely different conversation. They'd, it was, they were always talking about Game of Thrones. They were like all huge <laughs> Game of Thrones fans. And they all, they would always be making a Game of Thrones reference. Like as right. I walked by and I would just be like, what no one? He's like, I'm on comms and I'm like, all right, never mind. See never you. mind. Yeah. It's fine. Bye. It is very impressive to me that one, it like people always show up. Like even like the last minute additions, like always end up showing up and working out so great. It's so crazy how rare it is to have someone invited to a warehouse weekend and them not fit. Like it, it's actually insane when you think about it because we already have a lot of different personalities and then we invite a bunch of strangers that we don't work with or really know at all and they just mesh mm -hmm. like so well. Like that's crazy. I went up to Chelsea because Sam and I were talking and there's a girl named Chelsea that's on one of the teams and I went up to her at the end of the tournament and I was just like, you like, I'm so impressed by you because you know none of us. It was last minute like and you're incredible and she's like thanks thanks like you know i was just trying to like have a good time i was like you fit in great like welcome back anytime it's so insane how you guys find those people yeah it's all sam pretty much yeah, I, don't, does, I don't find the people does sam like just we just dm them dm like she just finds them mm -hmm. like she suggestions sends me a name and she's like can you dm this person and then i end up giving them sam's email and the rest is that's Sam. crazy yeah it's pretty wild it really is crazy i feel like this is the first time 
and correct me if you think I'm wrong, the first time that we've had as many creators with specific followings in the warehouse. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, this is, we naturally have more players because it's four people per team rather Mm -hmm. than two. And then the only other time would be ball and play or floor ball one. Mm -hmm. And both of those times, I don't think that there was as many dedicated hockey creators. Mm -mm. I mean, even we had floor ball creators there too. So um, yeah, this has to be the most. It's crazy. Because one of the, I had an interview with Nick, Sam's Nick, and he made the comment, he's like, it's just really wild that Pavel is involved and I've like been watching him for like my whole life. Like I've looked up to him and he's like someone I like idolize in this space and now I'm like hanging out with him. And I, it, it's until people say those things that I'm like, got it because I think sometimes you just get so warped up in the warehouse that you don't really realize like the magnitude of Mm -hmm. what's actually going on in front of you and this weekend in particular was one of those weekends for me I think yeah for sure it was fun I I loved everyone and we recorded the longest day in warehouse history do you guys know that that true because it's the only time we have ever had a five game day it was definitely the most games but I feel like four blitzball games which we've done Time-wise, time wise, technically, yeah. yeah. But that's but yes. the most games we've most ever games had in ever. one day. Most yeah. games ever. Which is crazy because it was the smoothest tournament we've ever had, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. I I really, I know a lot of people are in a bunch of different roles in new roles, but it felt the smoothest it had ever been. Like Jeff came up to me after every single game and was like, how was that? Like, do you want to change anything? Like, that was great on the direct. Like, he was so great communication-wise while he was directing. And it just felt so smooth. It felt so freaking smooth. Um, But, yeah, what do we have to look forward to next as a a, uh, company? Can we talk about it? Can we talk about what we're doing in September? Jimmy's like hinted on. at it, but yeah. nothing. I don't think he's said not, the exact plans yeah. on morning. Um, we have more fun warehouse things coming. Yeah. We can say that. We're filming a few things in the fall. Yeah. So. A handful of things. From now until like Thanksgiving. It's kind of like a marathon to the end. All right. Time to get in some sports. You guys want to talk about some sports? Always. I want to start off with this obvious topic of the Orioles announcer. I feel like everyone's already talked about it. I feel like there's been a lot of, I mean, pretty similar opinions, but I haven't specifically talked to you two about it. And I wanted to know your take on the way it was handled, on the way people reacted, on everything. So I'll start with you, Taylor. What do you think? I agree with the majority of the internet Mm -hmm. that that was crazy. I think Trevor said on baseball today, yesterday or the day before, that when you're when you're on a broadcast team, you meet with the truck and the graphics people and everyone so that you have an idea of what's going to be up on screen so you know what to talk about. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it came down on him and wasn't just a conversation with a larger group of people. Granted, he wasn't saying anything really negative about the team at all. He was telling the story of what's happened and how think how great they're doing now. Yeah. Either way. The fact that it wasn't a conversation with a larger group of people of like, hey, maybe this isn't the direction we want to take our broadcast. That can be a conversation that was had behind closed doors with the larger group that's responsible for those things and then handled differently from there. 1,000%. Not that I still think that's okay because they're literally just telling the story of the team from the last few seasons and what's been going on. And that's what you should do on a broadcast. You should tell the truth. Um, But if there was something to be said, they could have done it with the entire group of people that make those things and not just the guy that said the words yeah. that on the screen. That's the craziest part because I think you're right. Like literally before every single game with any sport, like it's not just baseball, it's literally any sport. Like they meet about two, three hours before game time with like a full blown like 10 page outline of like, every topic they're going to talk about, every graphic, every sponsored post, every wording of like the sale, like in that, I mean, typically it's 
to make sure they get the sponsored posts, they hit all of their right like marks, like all of that. It's I I do know that teams there have been teams in the past that are very like get frustrated over things like that. Oh, don't talk about as many times if we, you know, we've struck out or don't talk about all the losses. Like that makes us look bad and like you can kind of roll your eyes at that. It does happen. Like what happened to him happens like regularly. But I've never seen it happen publicly. And it's crazy that he's the only one taking anything from it. Like I asked, I specifically asked Peter Moylan what he would do if it was him. And he said, and I quote, I would yell and talk. He said, I would yell and talk to anyone who would listen to me about how effed up this actually is. That's the craziest part of that, never hearing anything from the Orioles announcer. What do you think, Maddie? Can I first confirm that Kevin Brown is coming back? That is the report on Friday. that he's coming back on That Friday. is, yes. A stroke of marketing genius. I don't know if, because he's already been out for a few weeks since this, like this came out a few weeks yeah. later. Mm. So I don't know if that was the plan, like suspended right. until Friday, or if now that the internet has gone awry, it's now he's coming back. I... At the end of the day, I agree with the majority of people. Yeah. I just like to say things that are different. <laughs> then I could just repeat what you two said and right. agree. But it, it would be so much of a better story, except maybe for Kevin Brown. But, like, you're just the unfortunate front face of it. But mm-hmm. it, how many more eyes are going to watch the Orioles broadcast on Friday night mm-hmm. because he's announcing it than they otherwise would have. Mm-hmm. Like Kevin Brown could have just been going on paternity leave and That's now they true. were like, all right, we're going to make a story and your return is going to be yeah. the most watched Orioles broadcast ever. I doubt that that's the actual case and I'm sure it's just the, the owner or whatever mm-hmm. uh, got upset for no reason and now they're bringing him back because the internet went crazy. But I, I hope that it's not just that and that there like is there's like some, some sort fun. of twist. Yeah. Conspiracy yeah. Theory yeah. Is really Marketing strategy yeah. 101. Like. Yeah. But, you know, to have every other broadcast in MLB mm-hmm. speaking about your channel and to now on Friday night, everybody's going to be waiting to hear what Kevin Brown has to say. Maybe there's something that is broader than just, yeah, we screwed up. Hopefully. I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying. I mean, being on camera is already hard enough. And then you add in like, oh yeah, you said something wrong. So like, we're gonna actually suspend you indefinitely and like could actually ruin your career like wholeheartedly. You work so hard to get to that point and then you just like, if it is actually him just saying something no, someone didn't like, if it's that simple, like just confidence wise, that's gotta kill the guy. Like, he, you know, he's been in his head of just like racking his brain on what did I say right? What did I say wrong? What did like, what did I do? Like, is my career over? Like all of this, like this is something, even if it is resolved with like a happy-go-lucky Friday reunion, like this is something this poor guy is gonna carry for a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just think like people have kept their jobs over so much worse. Mm-hmm. God, like, so much what? worse. It's just, yeah. And I don't know, then it, then it does it mess with you because now you're like, what What should I say? What am I, yeah. is what I'm gonna say, even if it's the truth, and even if it's not even that negative, gonna get me in trouble in some way. And that's not being authentic to yourself or the story of the team at that oh. point. So it's like, I don't even, I'd be like, see ya. I, I don't wanna work here anymore. would love nothing more than him to go like the polar opposite and be like, fuck this team, I hate everyone. Like, you guys suck, you're never, like just, go the complete opposite of like the traditional broadcaster and just lean into it. Well, John and Susan, did you hear their quotes? They were like, we get fired every day. Because they're like, we, we always talk about how how much they strike out and how bad they're on base percentages. And Susan chimes in, she's like, and how they can't run. Like she literally, they were like rattling off things they like shit on the Yankees for. And they were like, we get fired every day. But like, that's the truth. Like that's 
what's going on. And Trev made a good, another good point on Baseball Today where he said, if they were like, hey, don't single out a guy. Don't say this guy stinks. Or like, yeah. if specifically Adley Rushman is, you know, the face of the franchise, don't say he struck out X, like we want to sell jerseys. Like don't push a narrative, a negative narr- narrative about one person. Then like, sure, maybe that's a conversation you have. But I don't know. I think it's crazy. We'll see. I'm I'm curious to see what he says on Friday. I'm curious to see what he says. And I'm also curious to see in the next year or two with all of these regional sports networks kind of crumbling and the MLB starting to take over or teams themselves starting to take over media and broadcast wise. I'm really curious to see what the landscape of that looks like over the next few years, because if the teams if there are some teams out there that maintain more control than others like how much of an impact is that going to have on what the broadcast can say or what the fans hear about the team or whatever it may be because they already obviously have like a small tunnel of information coming through that they regulate so i'm just things like this make me very curious of like the media landscape in sports mm-hmm. in the next like year or two especially with baseball because they're so tight-lipped on certain things but speaking of the yankees since we don't have sam maddie how are you doing as a yankees fan i'm fine are I'm you give Arsenal us your state fan. of the union yeah a state of a union here's a state soapbox state of the yankees union. stand on it <laughs> i mean I think I've said it in the office. Um, I would love a lineup of eight guys that hit 320-plus and steal 40 bases and Aaron Judge. I'm so tired of Aaron Judge and a bunch of mid-home run hitters just get guys on base so that Aaron Judge can't be walked and put the rest of the money in pitching. I would rather have eight guys that you pay 10 million but all of them get on base three and a half to four times out of 10 and then just let Aaron Judge clean it up yeah um, but yeah I mean it, it it is what it is as silly as it sounds at this point I just want them to finish above 500 so that stupid streak stays alive of years that we finished above 500 um but uh, I, I hope that I had hoped that they would sell at the deadline because um, I don't think that they're going to jump that many teams. And even if they do, I don't see them making a World Series run. Yeah. So if they're not going to make it into the World Series, it's just not worth it, in mm-hmm. my opinion. So, But now that we're past that, it's like, okay, win as many games as you can and try to win every game. Um, while ensuring that next year is set up as as good as it can be that's that's my opinion i admittedly i i mean i came into this company thinking i was a big yankees fan i I don't think that i'm as big of a yankees (laughs) fan anymore and that's okay i'm not watching the yankees every single night so to me like yeah it's sad that they stink and that i can't like be fully invested but um I don't think that I'm, like, uh, waking up every day and being sad. Yeah. I'm sure some people in this office are, like, distraught. Like, oh, this is the worst summer ever. That's oh, so. Joe's yeah. McFly in the room right next to us. Yeah. I actually asked him yesterday, and he said that um, he now plays a new game to see how long he can actually keep the game on without being sad or angry. <laughs> yeah. that's as a, as a baseball fan, I... I root for the Yankees, of course, to, to go out and win. But I, I have realistic as well and understand that this might not be a World Series year, and that's okay. Um, I just root for the guy that I pick in my homer draft every day to yep. hit a home run. That's all I root for. I completely I completely feel that. I guess it's just – which, I mean, I guess it's a sport of baseball. It's a game of failure. But it's crazy to me how far – both the Mets and the Yankees fell from last year. Like that yeah. doesn't feel normal. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I do think that a bunch of the teams in the AL East improved, mm-hmm. and the Yankees kind of just stayed the course. Mm-hmm. And it's surprising that they stayed the course because they got smacked in the uh, ALCS, swept. Mm-hmm. So you'd expect them to change things. I also just finished reading Steinbrenner's biography, The mm. Last Lion of Baseball. Yeah. 
the guy had 17 managers in 15 years. If he was the current owner, there would it would be Judge Cole and 24 guys that we have never been in pinstripes before. He yes. would not have kept a single single player. Manager gone. Cashman gone. And it is Steinbrenner's methodology crazy? Yes, it shot him in the foot come the early to mid 2000s because he just ended up wanting to buy everything and not bringing back Bernie Williams, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. But I, I do think that um, change is needed, but I'm not going to ruin my day to day because of it. What do you think, Taylor? Yeah, I feel the same. <laughs> yeah. Like, I about the Mets or the Yankees? Both. Yeah, I feel like we're all in the same boat. I looked at Kyle yesterday and I said, I feel like this every year. So Welcome to the – Yeah, this has been my whole life. We had one good year and we didn't win the World Series. So, like, I – you know, it's like – Yeah. This is it for us. For Mets fans, like, this is is our comfort zone. Like, we are used to this, (laughs) unfortunately. Like, I'm being so serious. I know. Um, So, like, yeah, I don't know. I just – I don't – when you're used to a winning team, I understand being so disappointed mm-hmm. by it. Like, I get it. I get why there are people waking up sad every day that the Yankees are so bad. I get it. Um, I'm not one of those people because my team loses a lot. So I don't feel – I'm disappointed, of course, but I, right. it doesn't affect my day-to-day. I don't really care. Like, what What can the Mets or the Yankees – I mean, I hate to be so negative, but I feel like this – I'm not even thinking about the rest of the season at this point, but what could they – do in the offseason that would give hopeless fans hope realistically realistically yeah i i think that the the mets lineup is decent right yeah it's get very confusing yeah it's very confusing so if yeah. i was a mets fan I would get a new manager. Um, I feel like some of the things that I've seen Buck do don't make 100% sense. So that's where I would start. Like, as a Mets fan, my wish list would be get a new manager and get new starting pitching. Yeah. What would you do as a Yankees fan? Yeah. Uh, I would probably try to get some um, major leaguers. No offense to Jake Bowers or Billy McKinney, but it's fucking insane that those are the names that the Yankees are running out every night. I yeah. Like, yeah. I really, like, that's the most mind-blowing part of, I think, this entire yes. situation with the Yankees this year is I look at the lineup and I'm like, who the fuck who are, are these guys? guys? Yeah. And I know there's been injuries and stuff. Like, I'm not I, – I totally get it. Like, Bigger, right. Judge, Stanton, like, I totally understand, like, the injury situation, but what the hell? Like, they should probably start with the left fielder. And then, like, when IKF has been, like, all reliable, like, we know there's an issue. So. uh, No, for sure. That's what I'm the most confused about, the Yankees. Like, the Yankees had, like, all of the successful Yankees teams, like, you went down the lineup and you were like, that guy rakes, that guy rakes. Like, everyone knew these people. I I look at the Yankees lineup now, I'm like, who the fuck is Billy McKinney? Yeah. You know? And it's okay if there's like sorry, one of Billy. those, but there's like yeah, a sorry. sorry, Billy, love you. But there's like a few of those. Yeah, like it's yeah, every, for sure. you know, like I yeah. And yeah. they're they're calling up the kids, which is what everyone wanted so bad. Bring the kids up, and then there's growing pains with that too. So that that part I think will work itself out. Right, that's always um, gonna happen. But I know there was in the beginning of the season, like people were raining hellfire mm-hmm. on the front office for not calling up the kids, and then they do, and they got what I think. They should have expected, which yeah. was they weren't going to come. Even like look at Ellie De La Cruz, like had a first fantastic first yeah. couple of weeks, and then you cool off because you're a kid and you have now settled into the league, and everyone yeah. knows who you are and like knows how to pitch to you and whatever. So I don't know. I think they should have expected that part of it, but some of those names are running out. I'm like, what is happening? What I would do lineup wise, I'm not going to know the names to plug in and go get, but. Uh, Glaber, I believe his contract has ended. So either re-up or move Volpe to second. Um, Rizzo, lock him in a dark room until <laughs> March 1st. <laughs> the, guy's a, <laughs> the guy's concussed. You're yeah. right, yeah. right. Which I mean, that's I just an issue all in itself. Ago, and I 
locked I, yourself in a dark, dark, dark room. Dark. Like, can you I wore an eye like, mask for a week. Can you imagine like running out there every day and playing? No, that that uh game we went to for Sam's birthday. Mm-hmm. I couldn't walk into Billy's. It was too loud. I just went into the stadium. Stadium was still a little too loud. Like I didn't feel great that night, but I just kind of like dealt with it. This guy has been in an MLB stadium every day, loud music blaring, like sun, and he still is. Lights, yeah. He's in the dugout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go sit down. That is crazy to, to think about. Yeah. yeah, that is crazy to um, think about. So yeah, I would get him back at first, the way he should be. Then I would get a third baseman, a left fielder, and then Bader is probably walking, so either re-sign him or get a center fielder. And then I think the lineup is in a half decent spot. Yeah. And the guy that nobody knows would be the catcher name, and that's okay because they're both good defensively. A lot of work to do, though. It is crazy with the whole Rizzo thing. How, like, how is no one in his in his team, his like personal team, like, seen how the Yankees are performing and put their foot down, like? in some form or fashion because that's like long-term damage like issue like that's not okay that's not just like a cold you're playing through that's like messing with like brain function and stuff speaking from the very little experience i have concussions are just so strange yeah the first week that i got back from that aruba trip i had no symptoms you were fine perfectly fine yeah and that second week is where like I had severe headaches and like very, very tired a lot of the time. And then after three or four days of working like that, I was like, okay, like something's wrong. So, and then I took the following week off. But then I just feel like there's just so many up in the airs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I went to a doctor, they couldn't tell me anything that I no. didn't know. They were just like, yeah, well, it kind of sounds like you have a concussion. It's like, yeah, okay. Perfect. Thank That's you. That's what I thought, too. WebMD told me that, too. So I, my guess is that, yeah, he probably has a concussion, but it's been, like, weird symptoms on and off, and he really yeah. doesn't know, and yeah. maybe they tried something it didn't work, and it's just, like... Could, could be coming and going. Yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. That would make sense. Um, last thing on the Yankees... Uh, when I was listening to yesterday's Talking Yanks episode, Boone interview, um, he's going to be coming into the office soon. That's what he said. Apparently. That was um, news to me as of that episode as well. So. Okay. Um, very ironic that Talking Yanks does a deal with Boone episodes in a season like this. Hmm. Um, very ironic. But... I do think Jimmy and Jake have done a really good job of trying to navigate it the best way that they know how. Um, I'm just going to be really curious how the season continues to play out and how these interviews continue. I, like, look forward to them because I never know if, like, Boone's going to yell at Jake or, like, Jimmy's going to ask an uncomfortable question. Like, they've gotten more and more enjoyable and a little, like, off the wall. Yeah, I love them. That's, I mean, that's really the only Talking Yanks I watch. Same. Unless I know that it was a really bad series and Jimmy and Jake are going to have like a really kooky like recap Mm -hmm. where they just like lose their minds like a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I'll tune into one of those. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I think they do a great job. I said this last week Um, and I think Boone's really funny. Like I actually think he's so funny. Yeah. I don't think he's trying to be funny. That's what makes him funny. There needs to be a montage at the end of the season of all of the very awkward and um, uncomfortable camera angles that we have seen from Aaron Boone. That's very true. Yeah. Um, that, that episode after the trade deadline, I believe, is now the most listened to podcast episode we've had this year. So keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. It's worked. Yeah. Honestly, though. Um, last few things on sports, and then I have a few questions for Maddie. But we can't fully interview Maddie because he technically didn't ask to come on, and Sam's not here. But I can't ask a few questions. We'll get to it. What we got on the Angels? I'll. Before, just to comment on that. <laughs> has so much beef with us. I know. I did not ask to be here. No. FYI, no. make that clear. I know, you didn't. I'm just making it clear so that Jimmy knows that I didn't betray him. Because it is known that Jimmy and I are not going to ask to be in here. Mm. And Which I, I think is bullshit. I just want to make it clear that to Jimmy, at Jimmy, <laughs> at I didn't Jimmy. ask to be here. <laughs> and look true. at me now. Look at me. 
at Jimmy. At Jimmy. At. We will back you up on that. Yeah, we'll we back you up. Here. Yeah, you didn't. We asked you. Well, I asked you specifically. True, true, true. true. Um, last few thoughts on sports. The Angels uh, sucking since the trade deadline. U.S. Women's National Team losing. And Tim Anderson is the also villain. Of, yeah. Tim Anderson's the villain of the MLB. Where do you want to start? Three sucks. Yeah, three <laughs> sucks. Where do you want to start? Um, I would like to talk about the U.S. women's team. Yeah, you're th- soccer, so that's kind of why I put it in there. Um, Maddie was the first person I heard from when they lost. What an embarrassment. Holy smokes. What happened from a soccer fan's perspective? What they happened? They can't score a fucking goal. Yeah, well, they scored four goals in three games, and I believe three of them were against Vietnam in the first game. I think it was three to one. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. So or two to one. I don't. Know. I will admittedly did not wake up every time to watch them play at five a.m. Um, I saw the shootout, but oh my gosh! Like what? What I've heard is that it was just a weird mix of a bunch of old players that are past their prime, and then a combo of way too young players. Mm-hmm. That the old players were there to like have fun, and then they were like. They didn't care as much as the really young players, and the young players just followed whatever the old players did, and that's what my understanding of the situation has been. Um, but yeah, it's they should have gotten knocked out in mm-hmm. the group stage. Mm-hmm. The post saved them, and then they embarrassingly can't hit two PKs, which, I mean, from the soccer practices I've been to, if you miss PKs. It's like two laps around the field. Yeah. I yeah. You're running. Like, Hit what it. are yeah. you doing? Yeah. Just put them in or on target. Megan Rapino skying one makes no sense. No. But, um, but yeah, just very strange. Um, th- then all the players are like, obviously upset afterwards, but it's like, okay, you didn't have to be upset. Like you guys are mm-hmm. supposed to be the cream of the crop and, to go out as early as they did, it just seems like there could have been work ahead of time that would have prevented that. I don't know, though. Yeah, I mean, you have four years to pick, L- your, like literally. pick your team and get ready. Yeah, I it was embarrassing. I woke up right as I got the ESPN alert saying like shootouts are about to start, and I was like, fuck. And I watched, and I was like, what the actual hell is going on? Like, how is our goalie making a PK and not – Megan Rapinoe, mm-hmm. it's not only her fault, like Maddie was saying, literally the post saved them and allowed them to advance. So, yeah, I don't know. Do you need to get Rapino and Julie Ertz and those people out and let the younger people run wild in the next one? I I guess. I mean, oh, yeah, they should. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, Rapino's already retired, Julie Ertz, basically insinuated she was like this is probably the last time i'll ever get to wear this alex morgan said she wants to come back um i saw that yeah she was like i think i have another one in me it's just one of the yeah at what point like at what point do you just have to like come like rebuild like it's not that we we still have the talent they have the talent it's just in the our whole where, yeah. we're, where we pull from, our whole pool. It also, it happens too. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Redeem Team men's basketball yep. 2008. They yep. got knocked out in 2004 when men's basketball is even leaps and bounds above their competition than the women's soccer team is above theirs. Um, they got knocked out, and then 2008 team goes crazy. I yeah. Mean, LeBron, Wade, Carmelo, mm-hmm. like they just got the boys and said, "Yeah, we're gonna win." Yeah, right. So, yeah, I mean, I assume that it's gonna be a similar situation where some of the older people head out, and the younger ones in four years are gonna be in their prime. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be like a rallying redeem team type situation. I hope. And there were a couple injuries. Yeah, people not being able to play. So yeah. We'll see. I definitely agree with that. I'll, I'll be curious to see what soccer talent the U.S. Uh, can present in four years because, I mean, Messi coming here, like, you know, soccer I feel like was already blowing up in yeah. the United States, and I will be curious to see how that will affect the next four years. 
Yeah, unfortunately, that might be a how does this affect in 16 years type yeah. situation. Just because, yeah, if Messi's here and scoring two goals a game, uh, a bunch of six-year-olds are going to have their eyes right. opened. But they're only six. So yeah. They got a little time yeah. to go. But that, that makes sense. That's like the biggest thing, I think. Soccer in the U.S. has always been on the up, especially yeah. like mm-hmm. FIFA is what introduced me to all of these guys mm-hmm. way earlier. Yeah. And like without FIFA, I wouldn't know 75 percent of yeah, what I know. Any, so like, yeah. the fact that there's such a popular video game and that everybody plays it or at least has played it is like massive. And I think that just continues, especially with Messi being here. So. I mean, it's literally a 2011 Barcelona Fest down in Miami. <laughs> That's like the best soccer team of all time. And yeah. They're just getting the, everybody on the back on the same team. So, no, I definitely agree with that. Do you think, and, and this is a, a genuine question, because um, I'm just curious from y'all's point of view, you know, obviously over the past few years, I think the women, the U.S. women's national team has done a lot, um, impressed a lot for, you know, equal pay and you know bringing awareness to women's sports and all of this does their performance in this affect that negatively i shouldn't in your opinion it should not it shouldn't but i'm sure the unfortunate cases it probably does yeah but i think it's like also an individual basis yeah yeah there's going to be 14 year old trolls online that it, this is the best thing that could have happened but let that be the case and yeah. it doesn't make a difference no 1000 percent um i i mean i don't have much to say about the angels or tim anderson tim anderson is you know wants to be a boxer and the angels uh, suck yeah sad for the angels not getting at one team's top 20 prospects and now stinking but they uh they won last night oh that's good (laughs) they they snapped it um i feel bad for their fans i mean i think you you go for it you keep shohei you do what you can you're not that far out of it you have to do that i think you have to do that and then you do it and you end up in this situation it's just like it's just a bummer a lose-lose like this because yeah listen there's still time whatever miracles happen i suppose but yeah i think they did the right thing in keeping Shohei and trying to go for it and signing players, but yeah. it just it stinks that this is how it ended up. No, I completely agree. Yeah, it's a lose lose. You're either gonna lose the best player, um, like best, probably best baseball player of all time at the trade deadline, or you are going to hold on to him and then possibly lose him in the off season. It's heartbreaking. And regardless. get nothing for him. Yeah. No comment. Best baseball player of all time. <sighs> Maddie, give us the take. Give us the hot take. It's Babe Ruth, and it's n- he's the best team sport athlete of all time. Nobody's close. And that's hot take. Nineteen twenty-one, he hits six percent of the league's home runs. It'd be three hundred and nine home runs this year. If somebody hit three hundred and nine home runs, <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. They would be classified amongst the gods. No, I'm sorry. But that that would be an alien. That yeah. that's not a person. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually an alien so, that you see on, on Twitter. That is, that is my take. He hit, it, it, I think, like, 1927, he hit more home runs than all but, like, six teams. And the lowest teams are hitting is, like, 200. So, like, we're talking between two and 300 home runs a season is what he was doing on a scalar metric. Um, it's just cr- crazy. Like, that is actually insane. It never happened. So. No. No. He's hitting home runs at the same percent that Aaron Judge hit them last year and Shohei's hitting them this year. It's like a 10%, somewhere like that, 8 to 10% of his at-bats are home runs. But nobody else was doing it. This yeah. He's just so leaps m- and bounds above everybody. That makes sense. Time. I don't have an argument with that. Pop off, Manny. I don't have an argument with that. Thanks, guys. <laughs> C- convince two people. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Well, now on to the random questions for Maddie Mass. You ready? Oh, yeah. Okay. Sam said you were one of the pickiest eaters that she has ever met. You texted us 
uh, on the side, slightly insulted on that. Um, would you like to defend yourself on that statement Sam Tasky made on the show? I have nothing to defend. <laughs> to, to answer that specific question, would I like to defend myself? No, I don't have anything to defend. If you would like an explanation. As I would to, love one. I, or, or do you agree? Or do you agree? I agree that I'm a picky eater. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there are some people like Kyle just eats like he'll eat a piece of plastic by accident. He eats everything. in front of him. <laughs> But like I, I'm obviously not that. Um, but I have no qualms with the diet that I do eat. Like I think it's fine and like serviceable. Um, I don't think I'm the world's pickiest eater because, like, any restaurant I go to, there's, like, something that I would eat. Um, but I saw a quote recently that I almost sent to <laughs> Sam, and I wish I did. I didn't. And I looked for it before this, and it was in some interview. But it, it was, like, some famous person, and now, of course, I can't find it. But they said, like, oh, you're a picky eater. Like, do you want to defend yourself? And the person said... I eat like I'm four and I live like I'm four. And I think that that's like, there are not many four-year-olds that are having a bad day. Most You're not wrong. Good good days. So I would much rather take eating like a four-year-old than a 50-year-old every day. I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, eat a grilled cheese and be the happiest person ever. <laughs> Do you ever feel like you're missing out? No. Really? <laughs> no. Like you don't see someone like eating i don't know what you eat i'm just gonna give an example like sushi mm -mm. i'm assuming you don't, don't eat, sushi. eat that okay <laughs> no just based on context i was assuming yeah but do you ever see someone eating sushi and be like damn like i wish i like ate that there no like I, i've never looked at something and been like damn like i wish i could try that because there's so many things that i do eat that i'm not like you know bored by my own palate but there are times that like this uh floor ball the second day, we ordered some crazy shit. Some hummus central. <laughs> what the hell was that? Um, but so there are times like that where I was like, not eating this. Like, I'm going to go make myself a bagel and enjoy the bagel. My thought process there is like, damn, like, I hope that everybody else knows that I don't mind this. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't care in the slightest. We're like, the only... the. This is, if you're asking for like the most annoying aspects of this, this is the most annoying aspect. Sandwiches. So sp thinking of floorball again, that final day we got Panera. Mm -hmm. Fuck, put the condiments on the side. Yeah. How many people like mustard? Nobody likes mustard. <laughs> <laughs> you are doing the best Sebastian Maniscalco I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody no. likes mustard was literally yeah. him. Good job. Yeah. And Thank I know you. you like him. I love nice. this. Yeah. yeah. My two friends in high school, uh, they said, oh, have you seen Sebastian? <laughs> His, he has a thing on Netflix. And I said, no, like, don't know who you're talking about. They said that this is the most Matt Messina thing we've ever watched. And you now have to watch it. Um, Sorry Sebastian's to cut you off because I know no, you okay. love him. But th that and I get it from you sometimes. But that specific line was spot on. Was literally <laughs> but that that is the most annoying thing is when food comes with other stuff. It's like I get that. I get some people are just going to eat anything. Mm -hmm. But here's a sandwich like on the wrappers of Panera. It's like ham and cheese. And I'm like, hell yeah. Unravel it. Must or tomato. <laughs> like, like, That's not a ham and cheese. <laughs> like if I then put the little plate on the side and mix and mingle yeah. how how anybody wants. Customize but, it. Mm -hmm. But whatever. That's you the never complain. No. no, ever, ever, not. ever. Which is like nice coming from someone that will. I would. I'm Kyle. Like if you put mm -hmm. plastic in front of me and I didn't know, it's like I would. I would eat it. Like I same. I eat anything, mm -hmm. but. It's like you never complain about it. No. I feel like if I was in your position, I'd be like, like this fucking sandwich. Yeah. Like, I'd be so annoyed. But yeah. like, yeah, you never complain. Like it never affects no. any of no. like I go out to eat with you often. Like it yeah. never affects. No, at the end of the day, one, to comment on the last thing you said, it's very helpful that every place has chicken tenders. <laughs> That's just an easy layup whenever you just want it. Just a staple. But at the end of the day, I genuinely like – I don't care and like I just enjoy what I eat and mm -hmm. so like 
okay, like, I don't, doesn't matter if I'm not eating everything. That's my take. And there you have it. Good answer. Good rebuttal to Sam's statement. Favorite shows you're watching right now? I'm currently watching nothing because I'm speaking to you both. That's but accurate. Right now, <laughs> um, so the best show that I was watching just, just ended uh, last Tuesday. It was Hijack on oh, Apple TV. So good. Very good show. Um, otherwise, <laughs> I'm watching Claim to Fame right now. <laughs> Do you know what that is? Oh. <laughs> Hosted by the Jonas Brothers. Oh, yes. yeah. It was initially after Bachelor yeah. because they try to put tester shows after The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. So that's how Emily and I found it. I love that. Um, and I love it. Like, I eat that show up every week pretty good staple this is about Um, like siblings of famous people family members yeah yeah Yeah. i know what this is so we like emily and i play along every week and like you know we're not googling hints and stuff we try to figure them out so if you guys know somebody that was on snl and curb your enthusiasm that's a current clue that we can't figure out um but yeah that is the only show actively that is like oh this is a weekly appointment that we have to watch um Emily and I have officially dipped out of The Bachelorette slash Bachelor. Got so bad. So bad. Um, so we're done there. That used to be uh, Shark Tank is just off season, and we've watched all of them, so that's can't watch. Mm-hmm. And then Emily was real big on Bob's Burgers lately, um, <laughs> and we've officially gone through the whole thing of Bob's Burgers. Nice. Which I never thought I was going to do that. but uh, <laughs> You learn something new every day. Somehow we did. So the, I don't watch – I watch YouTubers like their TV way more like, oh, this is Jack sucks. It stuff's Reddit video comes out on mm-hmm. Tuesdays every Tuesday night. I'm watching. That's that. your thing. Mm. Okay. Um, what is your favorite role you've had here at John Boy Media ever? Yeah. Like favorite role on like a project or something you helped on or something maybe you're doing now, whatever it may be. Um, well, I love I love my current role. Um, I enjoy being able to like help the all the editors make decisions mm-hmm. and and try to make strategic YouTube decisions. Um, by like all time, laughs from the past was the first thing that I edited here, so that always has like a near and dear spot. Um, I that's not coming back ever, but that's okay. And like that's still like a show that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I then really like the next thing I did was editing Jake's burns for socials. So like he says like outlandish things. And so then I would be grabbing clips that like matched what he was saying. And like, uh, he says, I think when Higashioka hits homers, he says like Higgy, 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 can't you see something like that? (laughs) So I took that music video and put Higgy's face in it, stuff like that. So that was really fun. Um, Wordle days were like a blast. Yeah, uh, that was a lot of fun. They were really fun. That the was early like Wordle yeah, was great. Yeah, um, that might be like all time favorite stuff. Specific like I just enjoy editing though, and I don't get to do it all a ton now, and mm-hmm. that's okay. Like I'm very very happy with what I am doing instead. But uh, editing the RV video is <laughs> up there with my all time favorite memories. Nice. Okay. Did you edit? I don't remember if it was you or Zach, the farm video. Zach edited the maze. I edited the apples. Okay. Yeah. Zach did a great job on the maze. But yeah. That I helped with the tracing. The very end, mm-hmm. everybody gets Which is, through. like, when I sent it to my family, that was their favorite part. <laughs> they were like, I love that we got to see at the end, like, where they went. I was like, really? Like, that was, like it was a cool, like, yeah. feature. But like, I was like, what? Did you do shopping? What's shopping? Christmas, Christmas shopping? shopping. Oh, um, or was that Zach? Zach, I think. Okay. I think it was Zach. Yeah. The RV video isn't. It's like RV video. Mm-hmm. Um, maze. Maze. Christmas shopping, and now I do love the game of life, which nice. you did. That that he did. And Jake's video. He did do that. Yeah. Did the, you do both? No, Zach did Jake's. Okay. Um, Jake's dribbling video. The way, the way I edited life, would be like if. You know, I was just the lead editor of the Sidemen. That's how I would edit. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I, it cracked me up. Like, so oh, good. It, yeah. That was you, so good. You and Zach's 
edits are just like yes i can tell some of my favorite content to consume ever i can tell when one of you guys edits something because of the way that you captivate the audience and the way that you edit it yeah zach's really good and you're really good thank you when i joined here i just watched zach a lot and so now my editing probably looks Mm -hmm. i try to emulate what how he would edit that makes sense um few last questions did you ever get that baseball signed Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. Yep, Mariano Rivera. I walked up to 52nd to meet the guy Jason at his hotel lobby and got that baseball. So now you have all of them? Yeah, so now I got the core four going. He did challenge me and said, I will give you another Mariano signed baseball if you commit to getting the other three signed on the same baseball. And I was like, okay, I'll let you know. And we haven't spoken since then, but Jason's like a super nice guy. Um, he's like Mariano's like one of his agents basically. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't know that I would need a, I would need a child basically. Yes. It's so hard yeah. as an adult. It's yes. like so, so silly. I used to be like super into the autographs as a kid. Um, and like once you turn 16 like that just it's stopped. over for you yeah. yeah yeah which i get but yeah i committing to like getting the other three is at this point that's I would, hard i would need a son or a daughter yeah to, yeah to or them. borrow a child yeah borrow yeah. a child rent one yeah how long did it take you start to finish to get all I four mean, technically 26 years but that's great that's just how old i am um but i think i I went to spring training 2010 for the Yankees. Yeah. And that was the first time that I was like, oh, like, I would like to do this. And um, I didn't get any of them there. Um, and then over the next few years is when I got a lot of them. It's like Jeter and, and uh, Pettit both mm-hmm. rehabbed at trenton mm-hmm. that's where i got those um i stood in line for seven hours for jeter the second day i was the first person in line at the trenton thunder stadium it's so insane yeah <laughs> he's the hardest one well of course but that's so i mean seven hours is really something yeah he listened to me uh, as well i said he reached for the pen and i wanted to use the guy next to me's pen because it was nicer and i just said oh can you use that pen and so he took a command from me <laughs> and then I said, I love you. And he didn't respond. Um, it's good to put yourself I'm out waiting. there. He, it's not that he didn't. Right. He just not yet. yet. It's just, yes. Um, but yeah. So I got a bunch of those there. A-Rod also rehabbed in Trenton. And I don't have A-Rods. But nor am I like seeking it out. I told Jimmy and Jake when I started working here that Jorge, Mo, and maybe Judge would be the only people I would ever ask. Um, but yeah. So it's all good stuff. Good. I'm glad. Uh, we have a guest coming in, so we need to wrap. Yep. Uh, last question. What's your favorite color? Dark purple. Dark purple. Very specific. Okay. Maddie, thank you so much for producing for us. It's yep. been such a pleasure. Thanks, Maddie. Taylor, yeah. thanks for sitting at the desk. I won't be back. No, I know. You're not happy here. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, that's another episode of Girls & Co. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Prizeman texted me and said they needed the room. That's why. <laughs>